Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. We invite you now to stay tuned for the Mystery Theater. G. Marshall. I am a parcel of vain striving by a mere chance held together. Sometimes, perhaps in the silence of the night, when there is a moment for quiet reflection, pause to ask, what is this burning package of desire known as the body? What is this seething mass of chaotic thought known as the mind? Think about it. Some of the answers you get will frighten, amuse, and astound you. Our mystery drama, The Smoking Pistol, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Howard Da Silva. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Budweiser presents Beer Talk. A lot of people like their beer ice cold, but too cold can be too bad for the flavor of great beer. Take Budweiser. It's brewed and beechwood aged to taste best at about 40 degrees. Of course, if you're on a picnic and the bud's on ice and nobody brought a thermometer, go right ahead. It's uh, nothing to get hot about. Anheuser-Busch headquarters, St. Louis, Missouri. I'm E.G. Marshall, host of Mystery Theater. It's Christmas time. And you are Santa Claus, the spirit of Christmas. And with your generosity, the reality of Christmas will be brought to thousands of needy children in the WOR listening area. Your contribution means gifts of toys and clothing for each of them under Christmas trees in hundreds of hospitals and institutions. You light up those little faces on Christmas morning because you have taken the time now to send your check to the WOR Children's Christmas Fund. The nicest thing about your contribution is that 100% of it, the entire amount, is used to buy gifts for the children. Send your check today to the WOR Children's Christmas Fund, Box 710, Times Square Station, New York, 10036. Thank you. Ah, Madame Rochasse, je vous adore. Ah, Madame Rochasse, pour moi, vous êtes toutes les femmes. In France, romance is a national passion. So is Madame Rochas. Madame Rochas, perfume and eau de cologne. There's never been a more romantic fragrance or a more beautiful interpretation of what it means to be a woman. But why wait for him to make a gift of it? Discover Madame Rochas for yourself. Quis custodiat ipsos? asked the ancient Roman poet Juvenal. But who is to guard the guards themselves? Those who watch over us, those to whom we entrust the right to use the awful power of the state in our name. As you can see, it's not a new problem. For the guards themselves are also human, which means they are neither better nor worse than the best or the worst of us. 
This has been a bad day for Detective Lieutenant Harry Reinfield. Quite possibly the worst day he has ever known in his life. Harry, I... I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. I saw him, Jim. I just saw him. I got uh, hot coffee here. He was laying there. Let me pour you a cup. He didn't even look dead. What's he doing in the morgue, I said. Here. Drink this, Harry. Drink it. What's this 21-year-old kid doing? Laying on a slab in the morgue. He don't even look dead. You want to go home, Harry? But then you look close and... There it is. Maybe you should uh, come home with me, Harry. Just a little black hole. Stay with Belle and me tonight, Harry, and get some sleep. And it's my fault. No, it isn't. He was crazy to be a cop. Why do you want to be a cop, I asked him. Go to college, I told him. He went to college. Yeah, the day he graduated, he joined the cops. What did he need it for? I gave the department 25 years. Shouldn't that be enough for one family? He could have made something out of himself. He made something out of himself? Yeah. Well, here's how it is right now. I'm out to get the punk that killed my boy. I know how you feel. If I have to spend the rest of my life, I'll get him. And, Jim, this is between you and me. Don't expect me to bring him in. Harry. Look at me, Jim. Harry Reinfield, Detective Lieutenant Harry Reinfield. Ace homicide sleuth. That's what it says in the paper. There's something you... Are... All those cases I solved, we used to sit around and laugh at the stories they wrote about me, remember? We know what police work is, don't we, Jim? Huh? Don't we? Sure, Harry. All those cases I solved for the city, for the law, for the taxpayers, for the department. Well, now I'm going to solve one for me. I'm going to crack one, break it wide open. Nothing, nobody's going to stop me. And when I get my hands on that... Harry, sit down. Don't you give me orders. I'm your superior. I got the right to give you orders. Not today. Sit down. We got him. You what? I said, we got him. You... you brought him in? Yeah. Who... who have you got? Well, uh... He was there on the corner of Collins and Maple. A gun in one hand. Jerry's wallet in the other. Some glassine packets of horse scattered on the ground. Go ahead. Well, what more do you need? What more does the DA have to produce for first degree? It, it was a drug bust and the punk had a gun and... and. Yeah? Yeah, what's the punk's name? Mason. George Mason. Has he got a sheet? Oh, some... Little stuff, break and entry, uh, assault. Where is he? Down in the holding pen. I want to look at him. Harry, <laughs> would that be such a good idea? I want to see the punk that killed my son. Maybe you shouldn't, Harry. Not now. Not the way you feel now. I said I'm going down to the tank. On your feet, punk. What's your name? You have a name, don't you? Okay, that doesn't matter. So, you confessed yet? Let's hear the answer, punk. Has he confessed, Jim? He won't say a word. He won't say a word, huh? Quiet little punk, right? So, let's go over what happened again. 
there's this young undercover cop. And he arranges to make a buy from you, right, punk? On the corner of Collins and Maple, you meet. You hand over the junk, he flashes the badge, and you pull a gun, right? Right, punk? What's the matter? Now, answer me. He doesn't have to talk, Harry. And you pull the trigger. You kill the cop. That's what happened, right? Harry, you know the law better than anyone else around here. He doesn't have to say a word. Oh, yes, he does. He does, and I'm going to make him sing the loudest song you ever heard. Are you crazy? You can't rough this kid up. He's going to talk, Jim. Lay a finger on him, and you destroy the case. He'll get away with it. The judge will have to throw it out of court. Never going to get to court. Harry, you're crazy. No, Jim, he killed my son. Put that gun back in the holster. Don't try to make me, Jim. You're a police officer. I'm also a father. That is, I was a father. You took an oath to uphold the law. There's another law, an older law. An eye for an eye. Now, punk, you're going to die. Harry! Confess, punk. Don't go to meet your maker with a lie in your soul. Don't go with a sin in your heart. Confess now. Confess to me, and I'll forgive you. And I'll send you out of the world clean. You're crazy, Harry. Come on, punk. Confess before I pull the trigger. Jump him, Carter. What? Hold it, Carter. Hold on to him. I'll kill him. You're not going to... Hold on to that gun hand, Carter. Hold on. You can't stop me. You asked for it, Harry. I'm sorry, Harry. I'm sorry. Here, Harry. Drink this. What what happened? Well, we had to subdue you, as the saying goes. Subdue? Yeah. I've been on the other side of that subdue from time to time. Yeah, well, now you know how the other half lives. Uh, I see I'm home. Yeah. Carter and I figured it would be best to bring you here. You would have killed that punk. I would have. Can I give you back your gun? Yeah. Harry, take some time off. You got plenty coming due. Think about it, huh? I'll think about it. You want to come over to the house and stay with Belle and me for a while? No, Jim, I'll stay here. You shouldn't be alone. I know. But I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. Yes? You're Lieutenant Rhinefield. Yes? May I come in? Well, I... It's, I, it's very important. Important? I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I can't consider anything as being important today. I just buried my son. I know. I was at the funeral. Well... Well, then, I'm... I'm sure you know how I feel. Not now, but I will. Because a few months from now, I'll be coming home from my son's funeral. I, I, I beg your pardon? My son is going to die. Everybody says so. That's because everybody says he killed a cop. Look, ma'am, I... My name is... Mason. Bessie Mason. Mason? I'm George Mason's mother. I must talk to you. We don't have anything to say to each other. Please. Mrs. Mason, Please. look, I don't want to seem impolite or anything like that, but I must ask you to leave. But he didn't do it. The evidence speaks for itself. But I don't care about your evidence. Well, what do you want me to do? 
what the city pays you to do. Find the killer. The killer's been found. My son is innocent. How do you know? Because he told me. Oh, oh, sure, yeah. That makes everything different. Your son is a punk. In many ways, yes. I can't deny that. He's already done time? That's a matter of record. Once for break and entry? Yes. And once for assault? Yes. And he was innocent those times, too, huh? No, no. So he's not a little angel? No, no, he's far from it. But he's not a murderer. Look, lady, I... I just can't stand here and talk to you. You'll have to excuse me. Please. Please let me in. I... Thank you. What do you want me to do? I've already told you. Find the killer. Now, Lieutenant, you had a good boy. I don't. And it's my fault. I was busy. Very busy. His father ran out on me many years ago. And I got a job in personnel. I made something of myself. But I guess I neglected George. Mrs. Mason, please believe me. I I can't do anything for you. It's funny how we could always find the wrong kind of friends. But you know, no matter what kind of trouble he got into... One thing he never did, he never lied to me. And he said to me, Mother, I didn't kill that cop. I didn't. Look, Mrs. Mason, let me tell you something. I've had experience in these things. He has to hold on to you. You're all he's got. And so he has to deny it. But I believe him. And by denying it to you, he denies it to himself because he doesn't want to believe he committed murder. I believe him. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you believe him? Why should I believe him? Because you're the best detective on the force. Okay. Look, Mrs. Mason, I can understand how you feel, but what you're asking me to do is... What am I asking you to do? The thing you do best. I read the papers. Don't believe what you read. Oh, it isn't true. What they say, that that Harry Reinfield is an intuitive detective, that he has a feel for how a case should be... Oh, that's just newspaper talk. Mrs. Mason, on the basis of information and evidence assembled by the police department, the district attorney has asked for an indictment. It's over. Have you been fair to me, Lieutenant? I I don't know what you're talking about. I think you do. Have you been fair to my son? Of course, he's only a young punk in your eyes, but he is entitled to justice. He'll get it in court. But he isn't getting it from you. Now, do one thing, Lieutenant. Please. Assume that it wasn't your son who died. Suppose it was just another homicide victim and and you were the investigating officer. Now, would you be satisfied? Mrs. Mason, I have to ask you to leave. All right. All right, I'll go. But I've asked the question. And you have to answer it. I don't have to answer to you. That's true, you don't. But you do have to answer to yourself. He had the gun in his hand. He doesn't deny it. He had my son's wallet. He doesn't deny that either. What's everybody supposed to think, then? I don't know what everybody's supposed to think. I want to know what Lieutenant Harry Reinfield thinks. What ideas are in his head? What does he see? I know my son is innocent. Won't you prove it, Lieutenant? In a recent, highly celebrated public proceeding, a definition of guilt was requested. And it was said that if a murder has been committed, 
and you see a man near the corpse with a smoking pistol in his hand, it would be reasonable to assume he's the killer. The smoking pistol. That does it. Or does it? I'll continue in just a few moments. When you feel it coming on And you've got no time for it Catch it Before it catches you Give your cold To contact Real medicine for real cold Here in my hand is a little capsule. It's tiny, yet it contains enough cold medicine to help relieve cold symptoms caused by every known virus. Every known virus. It's contact. The same 12-hour contact you can buy. This year, contact with its tiny time pills will touch more lives, help more colds than any other cold medicine, tablet, or liquid. Think about that the next time you're sick. Sneezing, dripping, all clogged up. Then let us help you with real medicine, like contact. It works all day, all night. We're number one in the whole world. Take only as directed. Give your cold to contact. Real medicine for real cold. There are many differences between skiing a mountain and skiing an alp. As the Red Baron of Lufthansa German Airlines, I'd like to tell you about a few. In my Austrian Alps, you'll find the world's top ski instructors. Runs that measure six miles, 4,000 foot vertical drops, ski villages that count their history in centuries and their ski lifts by the dozens, and the possibility of skiing an entire week without crossing your own tracks once. Those are some of the differences. One thing, though, isn't that different. The price. The cost of the Red Baron Ski the Difference holidays in Austria, including airfare, are about the same as the cost of an equivalent length stay in a comparable Western American ski resort. Kitchen lib means less cooking, more time for fun. So whether for family dinners, parties, or friends dropping in, Polish ham is your answer. Krakus or Atalanta brands. These are fully cooked right in the can. All gristle and bone have been removed, so you buy only lean, tender meat. Now, this is great for your budget, too. All you need to do is open the can and slice whatever quantity you need. Of course, you can also heat Polish ham if you prefer, if you want a warm meal. Krakus and Atalanta are the only imported hams to have continuously earned both the parents' magazine seal of commendation and the good housekeeping seal. All this and great flavor, too, in handy two, three, five, or seven-pound tins, or sliced in whatever quantity you need. Get Krakus or Atalanta hams at food stores in your neighborhood. You'll love its convenience. Your family will love its great taste. These have been imported for more than 25 years by New York Commodities Corporation. Available at all Acme supermarkets. The victim, a young undercover cop named Jerry Reinfield. The suspect, with a smoking pistol in his hand, young George Mason. The detective, the victim's father, Lieutenant Harry Reinfield. The case is open and shut. That is, it should be. But the suspect's mother, Bessie Mason, believes her son is innocent. Well, faith can move mountains. Or so we've been told. Mrs. Mason, I... I must ask you to leave. All right. I'll go. Because I know the kind of man you are, Lieutenant. 
You swore you wouldn't rest until you found your son's murderer. He's been found. Are you sure? Are you sure? What are your plans, Leona? Plans? I don't know. I haven't made any. Are you going to? I suppose so. One day. Thanks for taking me to dinner, Dad. Thanks for calling me Dad. I guess today it would have been official. Yeah. I'm sorry, Leona. A quiet little wedding. That's what we wanted. You'd have made a good wife for a cop. Oh, how do you know? You've known me such a short time. Whirlwind courtship, that was Jerry. Love at first sight. It's the only kind there is. Jerry. He met me at a party on a Friday night. He proposed to me on Saturday morning. I said yes Saturday afternoon. Saturday night, he tried to talk me out of it. Why? He suddenly realized, he said, how dangerous a cop's life can be. He didn't want me to be a cop's wife. Especially his wife. Doing undercover work, he'd made a lot of enemies. Yeah, I know. After some pretty good arrests, there were threats made on his life. Yeah, we all get those. He tried to talk me out of it, but... By then, it was too late. I... I was in love with him, too. I know how you feel, Leona. But you're only 22. Life has to go on. I suppose it does. Although I wonder why. You think so now? The time will pass. You'll find another guy. I know. That's why it's so awful. That night, he... He was supposed to come over for dinner. And he said, I I'm... I'm going to be late. I, I have to meet a fellow all the way across town, corner of Collins and Maple. Uh, Collins and Maple. And I said to him, Jerry, this is confidential. How can you tell me? And he gave me that smile of his and said, You mean I can't trust you, honey? <laughs> I used to tell his mother everything, too. You're not supposed to, you know. I was so scared. It's such a dreadful neighborhood. And he laughed and said... If you're out to make a drug bust, you don't usually go to the high-rent district. One consolation. At least they got the killer. Yeah. We got the killer. The latest manpower allotment. Allotment. Is that one L or two? Two L. Huh? What are you doing here? My son goes on trial tomorrow. Look, Mrs. Mason... I, I tried to get you at home, but you're never there. Mrs. Mason, I've already told you. There's nothing I, I can... I know what you told me. I've come here to ask you a few questions. I'm busy, and besides, there's no questions use... Questions you should have asked yourself. Now, who was your son supposed to meet? We know that. A drug pusher. Right. Not anyone of great importance, just a pusher. Your son. Let's say it was my son. Why would my son kill him? Because, A, your son spotted him as a cop. Or, B, after my son identified himself, 
Your son decided to shoot it out. You're forgetting C. Your son's gun was still in his holster. Your son felt safe. Why? Because he knew he was going to pick up a small potato. That describes your son, doesn't it? But small potatoes don't kill cops. Why? You know perfectly well, if my son was pushing drugs, he'd be part of an organization. You know they protect their own. You know that he would get a suspended sentence, maybe a few months in jail. That's how it usually works out. Why kill? Reasonable, logical, but your son just lost his head. My son didn't do it. And your son wasn't there merely to catch a small-time pusher. He was being set up. By who? Well, am I a law officer? Do I have the resources of the police department behind me? Why would my son be set up? Well, maybe he was too good a cop. Maybe somebody didn't like him. If your son didn't do it, why was he there with a gun in his hand? Why don't you ask him? The other officers in the case have asked him. Then why didn't they listen to his answer? Really listen. Mrs. Mason. You know I'm right. What do you want from me? Now, why are you angry? I'm just a mother and not a very good one. Now, all I know is my son tells me he's innocent. And I want to believe it. I want to believe it. Now, look. No, no. It's all right. I'm sorry I bothered you. Please excuse Okay, Pete. I'll bang on the door when I want to see you. No, God! Don't leave him in the cell with me! He'll kill me! Ah, shut up. See you later, Pete. Don't go! He'll kill me! I said shut up! Well, what do you want? The truth, punk. I... I got a name. It's George. George Mason. To me, you're still a punk. You can't kill me. I'm not gonna kill you. What do you want from me? What are you doing here? Your mother wanted me to talk to you. My... My mother? <laughs> you mean my old lady asked you to come here? And I'm doing this for her sake. Yeah. Yeah, Bessie's still a good-looking dame, ain't she? I'm gonna let that pass, but don't press your luck. Oh. And she's cut up about me. Well, it's the only time... What do you mean it's the only time? She never knows I'm alive except when I'm in jail. Is that so? Yeah. She's a very busy dame, you know. Works at a big, important job. Runs with big, important guys. Look, I'm not here to talk about her. I want to talk about you. Uh, she always gets guys to do things for her. I, I, I don't care what it is, you know, even something like this. Well, look, you're here. What happened that night? You wouldn't believe a word. Well, tell it to me, then. I already told it a hundred times. Make it a hundred and one. Let's start with what we've got. You were on Collins and Maple, huh? Yeah, you know, Collins and Maple. It's a, it's a place for all kinds of, you know, weird characters. And you were looking for some loose change, huh? I'm coming down Maple, and just as I get to Collins, I hear voices. Voices? Saying what? I don't know, just voices. I, I can't make out the words. Anyhow, I I hear a shot, and I, I hear steps running off, and I, I hear somebody moaning, so I, I go around the corner, and it's dark. I, I see someone laying on the ground. I, I, I bend down. He's dead. How? How did you know he was dead? You can tell when somebody's dead. So I figure, why does he need his wallet? Where he's going, he don't need nothing. So I reach inside his jacket, and there it is. So now... 
Now I hear footsteps coming around Maple, see? And I get scared. There's this pistol laying on the ground. So like a chump, I, I pick it up. Maybe I need it, you know? And the next thing I know, there are these two guys pointing guns at me. And, and they yell, freeze! Police officers! And that's the story. Yeah. Some story. I told you you wouldn't believe it. Go back to the voices now. I'm not even sure they were voices. Well, what were they, then? Well, you're walking down the street, mind your own business, you hear like a, a hum of, you know, maybe people talking. Who pays attention? And then bang, the shots. You say you heard footsteps running off. Did you see anybody? Well, by the time I turned the corner, whoever it was got away. What did the footsteps sound like? For crying out loud, what do footsteps sound like? Were they heavy footsteps? Well... Did it sound like it was a big guy? Heavy step? Oh, I see what you mean. No, no, they wasn't heavy. They they were light. Light? Yeah, yeah. You could almost picture a guy to... You know, by the sound of the foot... Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. Okay, get over it. How do you picture this guy? Well... Oh, no, no, wait a second. Wait a second. I don't picture him as a guy at all. It was a dame. A dame? Yeah. Yeah, but listen, when a, a dame is, is running down a sidewalk, a, a dame with heels, you know, uh, it makes a sound like uh, rap, tap, tap, click, 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 you know? A dame, huh? Yeah. Why didn't you say this before? Nobody ever asked me before. Who believed me? You? <laughs> Do you believe me? Or are you just trying to score some points with the old lady? I think it's time I got out of here. Harry, we were all through this. We went over it with his partners, Carter and Fordyce. He said to them, I'm making a contact at Collins and Maple, 9 o'clock. They were there to back him up. They had to keep out of sight. They saw him go around the corner, then they heard the shot. When they got to him, he was on the ground. And the punk, this George Mason, was standing there with the gun in his hand. And they didn't see anybody else? Didn't hear anybody else? You want to ask him again, he'll get the same answer. The punk says he heard someone running away. Oh, sure. What's the matter with you, Harry? Sure, way of reacting to your son's deaths. Suddenly this... This concern for the killer. Who says he's the killer? Harry, you're talking to me. He was standing there with the smoking pistol. Now, we're satisfied he did it. So is the DA. In a matter of weeks, so will nine judges and a jury. Yeah, well, maybe I'm not satisfied. It can be a problem if your attitude becomes known, Harry. Well, once he's acquitted, that's the ballgame. I'm not sure of anything anymore. Ever since Ruth died, your son has been your whole life. I know that. And now, suddenly he's gone, and you've got nothing and nobody. Well, that has nothing to do with it. This Mrs. Mason is a very good-looking woman. And that has nothing to do with it. You sure about that? You're lonely, Harry. She means nothing at all to me. Nothing. I got a... I got a hunch about this case. Harry, the two of them, the punk and his mother, they could be working this together, playing you for a sucker. Yeah, maybe. 
Well, you admit it's possible. Oh, anything's possible. Everything's possible. All right. All right. What are you going to do? I'm going to nail it down. How? I don't know yet. I've got a hunch. And as far as it goes, it's crazy. But I'm going to run it down. All the way down. As it stands right now, the district attorney has a good enough case to get a verdict of murder in the first degree against George Mason for the murder of Officer Jerry Reinfield. He had the smoking pistol in his hand. Why shouldn't Lieutenant Harry Reinfield be satisfied with that and let the law take its course? Why? I'm sure we'll find out in Act Three. Ever taken a close look at a glass of Budweiser? The Budweiser brewmasters have. In fact, they've been looking closely at Beechwood-aged Budweiser since it was first brewed back in 1876. And you know something? After 100 years of looking, they still think the only thing more beautiful than a glass of Budweiser is the taste of Budweiser. A taste that speaks for itself loud and clear. Anheuser-Busch, headquarters, St. Louis, Missouri. The 1977 Buick Regal. It comes with Buick's terrific V6 engine. It carries six people and lots of Buick comfort. It's lean. It's maneuverable in city traffic. It's the most luxurious mid-sized car Buick builds. Yeah, this new Regal is pretty much everything a car should be. Except for one thing. It isn't yours yet. But it can be. Just see a Buick dealer for a test drive. Soon. something to cheer about. It's the great value you get at Cheers Steakhouse. Right now, Cheers is featuring a planked sliced steak dinner that's almost unbelievable. For $7.50, you get French onion soup, unlimited quantities of Cheers famous salad with delicious house dressing, the highest quality planked sliced steak served with Dutch's potatoes, garden fresh vegetables, grilled tomato, and crispy onion rings. For dessert, make your own ice cream sundae or experience Cheers homemade cheesecake. Linger over an after-dinner cordial in a delicious Swiss chocolate cup. Complimentary champagne, too. You get all this at Cheers for only $7.50 per person, served for two or more. Other entrees reasonably priced. Cheers Steakhouse has a 20-year reputation for superb food and gracious service. Parking is free after 5 p.m., and now Cheers is open Saturday from 5 to 11 p.m. Cheers Steakhouse, 120 West 41st Street. For reservations, call 244-8810. The world 
world, according to Lieutenant Harry Reinfield, is a place of feelings and hunches. Yes, people do pay lip service to something known as facts, but there's nothing factual about the truly important things in our lives. Do we consider facts when we love? Do we look for facts when we hate? Do we require facts to support what we believe? And what is a fact, anyhow? Do any two people look at the same so-called fact in exactly the same way? You, um, busy, Harry? Yeah. Doing what? I'm looking through this file. Which file is that? The threat file. What for? These are all the letters we get threatening to kill cops. Harry, this is stuff written by nuts. Who else commits murder? Harry, this thing is so obvious. George Mason has to be the killer. What are you doing to yourself? This is how I work. Is this the theory we're going on now? Some nut sends a letter threatening to kill a cop? Then he sets Jerry up? We're just following a certain line of inquiry and seeing where it leads us. Oh, yeah. Well, let me know when you get there. <laughs> Look at this. A plain piece of white paper, neat, clean, and typed. Very good typing, huh? Fresh black ribbon. So what? Well, your average nut letter is typed badly on an old machine with hardly any black at all on the ribbon. You still haven't told me what this proves. The strike on each letter is even. And this was done by a typist. Okay, uh, nuts who know how to type, so what? Uh, but listen to this. I intend to get even with you for what you did to someone I love more than anyone else in the world. What was done to him will be done to you. And? That's it. That's all of it. And somebody wrote that kind of note to Jerry? No. It's addressed to me. To you? See? Lieutenant Harry Reinfield. Uh, okay, uh, for the sake of argument, somebody's out to get you. So they call to set up a trap. But the call goes to the wrong Rhinefield. To your son Jerry instead. So it's mistaken identity. If I could only find the machine on which this was typed. Oh, sure. There are only a million typewriters in the city. Look, Lieutenant, I told you. I couldn't make out what them voices were saying. Now, just relax. You're not giving me any help. The voices, now. They were low. I, I could hardly hear them. Well, what did you hear? Now, just be quiet. Don't say a word. Now, you're walking down the street at night. It's dark. Deserted. You approach the corner. You're aware of voices. I, I, I told you. I... Be quiet. Shh. Why do you say you heard voices? Because... Come on, tell me. Because... Why do you say voices? Why not noise from a truck or... Why not a dog barking? Because... Because they were human voices. I'm, I mean, people... They were saying words. What words? I don't remember. There's, there's no way I can remember. Don't quit on me now. I wasn't paying attention. Well, maybe you don't remember the words. Can you remember how they were said? How they were said? Yeah, did it, did it sound angry, like an argument? An argument? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think so. Why? Well, it, it sounded like a fight. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, one word I can remember. One word. Crazy. Crazy? Yeah, that was the word. No, the two words. You're crazy. And then the shot. And the dame ran away. I mean, I heard what had to be a dame's footsteps running away. You heard him say, you're crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I concentrate, that's that's what I heard. But don't, don't, don't ask me to remember anything else. That was all I heard. It's enough. The question is, what did I ever do to anybody that would make some dame want to kill me? Harry, where are you getting all this from? The note, the note was written by a woman. How do you know? We agree it was done by a professional typist, huh? Well, there are plenty of men who are professional typists. Yeah, it? yeah, but George Mason says he heard a woman's footsteps. If I were in the spot George Mason's in, I'd say anything. Oh, work with me on this, will you? What did I ever do to anyone that would make some dame want to kill me? Now, this note was received on April the 18th, which means that whatever it was, it happened before that date. Now, what did I do? It beats me. You were the one who said it could have been mistaken identity. Someone's out to get me. They call me to set me up, except they get Jerry by mistake. So this dame meets Jerry and says, Lieutenant Reinfield, I'm going to kid you. Or something like that. And she has the gun, and Jerry says, You're crazy. That's what George Mason heard. The question is, whose husband or whose boyfriend did I kill? You didn't kill anybody, Harry. Yeah, I know that. In all the years on the force, I never had to fire a single shot. But whose husband or boyfriend did I send up for life or... Who died on account of me? You better forget that letter and the file and let justice take its course. Lieutenant. Oh. Oh. Hello, Mrs. Mason. I've just come from the courtroom. The jury will find him guilty. Mrs. Mason, I've... I've done what I could. Have you? What more do you want? I don't want my son to pay for a crime he didn't commit. I'm going to tell you something, Mrs. Mason. You can take this any way you like. I didn't have to do anything at all. It wasn't my case, you understand? You talked me into trying to open up something that was already closed as far as the department is concerned. I thought you were proceeding out of a sense of duty. Oh, that's just conversation. Look, I went as far as I could, and it wasn't easy. What I'm doing could be prejudicing the state's case against your son. Well, our lawyer doesn't seem to be getting much mileage out of that. I don't know why I'm doing this. I... Am I doing this because you're an attractive woman? We're very much alike in certain ways. We go by intuition. I follow mine all the way. And usually, you go all the way with yours. Except this time. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, don't fence with me. Are you protecting somebody? Who? You tell me. Now, there's one last question. What would you do as a matter of routine in an ordinary case that you haven't done here? Nothing. I've done absolutely everything. I, I've... Yes? What? Well, that's not important here. What, 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 what's not important? Well, going on the theory that your son is innocent, who knew my son would be on that street corner? Well? Nobody. Nobody? Well, there's two partners. I eliminate them. And nobody else? There was nobody else. Yes? There was somebody else. Who? Oh, that 
That's impossible. That's impossible. Is it impossible? Or do you want it to be impossible? Mrs. Mason, I need your help. Here, here, read this note. I intend to get even with you for what you did to someone I love more than anyone else in this world. What was done to him will be done to you. Now, why do I believe that Jerry was killed by mistake? Maybe that was how the killer wanted to get back at me. Who's the killer? The one who typed this note. Now, if the person who knew where Jerry was going to be that night also had the machine on which this was typed, I've broken the case. Are you still willing to help? Yes? I'm sorry to ring your bell this late. Um, I just moved into the building. Uh, do you have a typewriter? <laughs> yes, why? Uh, well, uh, Miss... Uh, oh, I see your name is Lewis. Uh, Leona Lewis. Uh, Miss Lewis. Uh, my name is Smith. Mrs. Smith. Um, I have to fill in this lease form and drop it off to the landlord's office first thing in the morning. And my typewriter broke down. I know it's an imposition. Oh, it's all right. Come on in. Uh, see, I have an electric and, and when something goes wrong... So there it is on the table. Uh, you don't have to take it out of the case. Oh, thank you. Oh, I see you're packed. Uh, are you moving? Yes. Going back home. Home? The Midwest. Uh, there's nothing here for me anymore. Oh, this is a very good machine. I keep it that way. Learned it from my father. He was a first-class machinist. Was? Yes. He died. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, was he ill? He had a sickness there's no cure for. Have... Have we met before? I don't think so. <laughs> you look familiar. Uh, what was... Uh, the, uh, what was the sickness? A broken heart. You see, my brother had been sent to prison. Oh, that's awful. And my brother died there in an accident. Oh. I wish I knew why you look so familiar. I... No, I've seen you somewhere. Recently. Oh. Finished. <laughs> Thank you very much, Miss Lewis. When my brother died, it killed my father. The grief was too much to bear. Oh, well, I understand, but uh, those things can't be helped. Oh, don't say that. I was able to help it. Really? Yes, very much. Wait. Now I know where I've seen you before. Your name isn't Smith. It's Mason. Your picture is in tonight's paper. Your son is on trial for the murder of that cop. Don't say that. Cop. He was your fiancé. So that's why you wanted a sample for my typewriter. Yes. And I've got it. Well, you won't keep it. I don't see how you could can, can take it from me. I can. Just oh. don't make me use this. Now, shooting... Shooting won't, won't help you. Oh, it'll help me? No, no, you, no, you can't. You can't kill me. I won't have to. You see, first, you will place that paper you typed on the table. That's it. And now, you will walk into that it, closet. It's not going to help. It's, we know that you killed Jerry Reinfield. Who knows? You? What can you prove? I'll destroy the paper. I'll lose the typewriter where no one can ever find it. 
And it all comes down to your word against mine. Why? Why did you kill him? The idea was to kill him so his father would know how it was with my father. But he must have been a nice boy. Yes. That's why I had to kill him quickly. I was... I was starting to fall in love with him. Okay. Now get into that closet. Oh. Open the door. Inside. Oh. Oh. And now, let's get out of here. Get rid of the gun and the typewriter. Hello, Leona. Hello, Leona, says Lieutenant Harry Reinfield. Of course, goodbye, Leona, might be more appropriate. I can inform you that Leona Lewis was found mentally disturbed and is serving an indeterminate sentence. I shall return shortly. I guess I'm lucky. My family's always been healthy. Oh, a touch of constipation now and then. But we've got X-Lax for that. When you need a laxative, shouldn't your first choice be the one more families buy than any other? That's today's X-Lax. Families like the chocolatey taste. You like the way X-Lax works gently overnight for relief in the morning. Next time, make gentle chocolatey X-Lax your first choice for occasional use only as directed. We've always been healthy, and X-Lax is part of that. What's for dinner has an old familiar ring. Where does a mother go for the best of everything? What's for dinner? The family wants to know Who's got the answers? Who's got the most to show? Shop right hand Shop right hand To save you time during this busy holiday season, ShopRite is featuring quick, easy, and satisfying meals. Fresh, lean ground chuck, good so many ways, just 79 cents a pound. ShopRite hamburger rolls, 10-ounce packages, three for a dollar. ShopRite king-size beef franks, another year-round favorite, 89 cents for a one-pound package. ShopRite mixers, 28-ounce bottles, five for 99 cents. And for all your holiday needs, toys, trimmings, and wrappings to Shop ShopRite, the holiday place. In Italy, we celebrate many traditional holidays and feasts. There is Capodanno to bring in the new year. Festa di San Giuseppe, in honor of St. Joseph, and Carnevale, what you call Mardi Gras. And then there is my favorite Italian tradition, Corvo. Corvo is not a holiday. Corvo is a wine, and it has been an Italian tradition since 1824. That is when the Duke of Salaparuta began producing Corvo on his estate near Palermo. Today, Corvo red and Corvo white wines are enjoyed up and down the entire Italian peninsula. And now, Corvo wines are available in America, too, in fine Italian restaurants. So the next time you go out for an Italian dinner, enjoy it in traditional Italian style with Corvo. Ask for Corvo at the store where you buy wine, too. Corvo, the wine that's been an Italian tradition since 1824, imported by Paterno Imports, Chicago, Illinois. you talk about facts. And yet, wasn't it Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes himself who said, the decision will depend on a judgment or intuition more subtle 
than any articulate major premise. Yes, it was. And so what you should do is follow your own subtle intuition and attend us here on this spot on your dial. Our cast included Howard Da Silva, Ann Petoniak, Rosemary Rice, and Bob Caliban. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. Tonight's WR Mystery Theater was also brought to you in part by ShopRite Supermarkets, where you get a lot more for a little less. Preceding program is furnished by CBS Radio. This is WOR New York, an RKO General Station. It's 8 o'clock. Here's John Wingate with the news. For New York City, bus and subway service cutbacks. Telephone company, Nixt, on rate increase. Carter names two. It's 30 degrees. That's minus one Celsius in clear mid-Manhattan. Weather watch outlook, clear and breezy, but not so cold as last night. Low in the upper 20s. Hi. John Wingate with the 8 o'clock report from WOR News. This includes the nightly column, The Financial Review. The New York Transit Authority has announced it plans a series of bus and subway service cutbacks beginning January 1. The TA will try to trim $30 million in expenses over the next 18 months. The savings are required by the Emergency Financial Control Board to balance the budget. The TA will lay off 181 former city and housing authority policemen who have been working as change booth clerks. Subway service reductions will include elimination of the IRT Bowling Green South Ferry Shuttle in Manhattan, the BMT Franklin Avenue Shuttle in Brooklyn, and independent Double A service in Manhattan. Services will be trimmed during late night hours on the Double G, N, and B trains. Instead of operating 10 car trains during non-rush hours, train lengths will be reduced during off periods to four six or eight cars to save money on power and car maintenance. There will also be increased headways between buses, ranging from an extra five to 20 minutes during non-rush hours on most routes in the five boroughs. The State Public Service Commission has thrown out New York Telephone Company's request for a $393 million rate hike, telling the phone company to back up its figures better. The commission ruled the documents filed by the phone company last month did not contain enough information to judge the case properly. Phone company had filed a pile of documents one foot thick. The PSC ordered the phone company either to cancel its request for a rate increase or to agree to postpone further action until it supplies additional information. Yet another investigation underway involving the flu vaccination program. WOR's Ed Nash has that story. Several states, including New Jersey, have started an investigation to determine if swine flu shots can cause Guillain-Barre syndrome. This syndrome affects the nervous system. It can cause partial but temporary paralysis. Six cases were found in New Jersey last month, and four of these involved persons who had received flu immunization. About 25 cases in various states are under investigation by health departments and the Federal Disease Control Center. The New Jersey Health Department has notified all doctors in the state that the investigation is underway. The department is seeking information on all cases that were diagnosed 
during the past two months or any that may occur during the next three months whether or not the patient had been immunized. This is Ed Nash, WOR News. Convicted killer Gary Gilmore ordered his attorneys today not to fight his execution. They, in turn, asked Utah's 4th District Court to dismiss a petition which sought to have Gilmore's death sentence tossed out on the grounds it was not imposed quickly enough. At the same time, Gilmore's mother asked the U.S. Supreme Court to reconsider its decision yesterday, which lifts the say of execution for Gilmore. WOR 710 News Time is coming up on four minutes past eight o'clock. Have you heard, I wonder, about the wonderful new life at the Cupola, a very attractive senior citizens facility in Paramus, New Jersey. At the Cupola, all living suites are private. Each kitchenette equipped and available, either furnished or unfurnished, to suit your particular taste. There are gift barber and beauty shops, card and game rooms, libraries, a theater, maid service, seven days a week, many planned activities, three superb daily meals from a diversified menu, a fully staffed infirmary, and convenient shopping in the Paramus Ridgewood area. The Maloney family, owners and managers, invite you to visit the Cupola. Talk to the people who are living there. And I think you'll agree, this is the ultimate in senior citizen living. The Cupola is at West 100 Ridgewood Avenue in Paramus, 15 minutes from the George Washington Bridge. Call 201-444-8200 or write to me for a full-color brochure. The Cupola. Make the next years the very best years of your life. President-elect Carter has added two more names to his cabinet list, announcing the appointment of businessman economist Michael Blumenthal as Treasury Secretary and Congressman Brock Adams of Washington State as transportation boss. Carter said both men had intense and complete knowledge of their areas. Carter told an Atlanta news conference that the economy is in worse shape than he anticipated three or six months ago. He said he will confer with his economic advisors on plans to stimulate the economy, but added that he leans to job opportunities. At his afternoon news conference, Carter revealed that former IBM Vice President Jane Pfeiffer is asked not to be considered for a cabinet post. There had been widespread speculation that Mrs. Pfeiffer would be named Commerce Secretary. President Ford told leaders of Congress today he might approve a pay raise for high-ranking federal officials and members of Congress. The raise, perhaps as high as 40 percent, would go to the top 2,500 people in government. Mr. Ford said he would not like the raise, coupled with a new code of ethics on the disclosure of outside income. Pentagon sources report that a select commission headed by former astronaut Frank Borman has urged the speedy readmission of cadets who left West Point in the recent cheating scandal. Stock market story to come. WOR 710 News Time. Six minutes past eight o'clock. She's promised to reimburse the emergency fund as soon as the lottery begins. Bing Crosby will sing White Christmas on the steps of City Hall tomorrow as Mayor Beam lights the city's official Christmas tree. Crosby's wife, Catherine, will also take part in the public ceremony tomorrow afternoon at 4.30. An inmate sentenced to a cleanup detail at a Brooklyn criminal court mopped his way to freedom this morning. The man, 28-year-old Oliver Wendell Stevens, mopped his way down the hall to an open courtroom, mingled with the crowd, and then made his escape. Stevens had only a month and a half to go on his six-month sentence for petty larceny and bail jumping. One prison spokesman said he may just have wanted to go home for the holidays. A state Supreme Court jury in Albany has, been, has begun deliberations 
in the corruption and larceny trial of Assemblyman Alan Hochberg, chairman of the Assembly Ethics Committee. Earlier today, the jury received a two-hour charge from Judge William Krangle. Hochberg is accused of trying to buy off a primary challenge in his Bronx Assembly District by offering a job and political support to his potential opponent. The Metropolitan Taxicab Board of Trade announced today that it will seek a 13% fare increase for New York City taxi rides. Spokesman for the organization of 54 taxi fleets said it will ask that the initial charge for a cab ride be raised from the present 65 to 75 cents and the subsequent charge be 10 cents for each one-seventh of a mile instead of the percent 10 cents for one-sixth of a mile. Spokesman said the hikes would raise the cost of the average 2.4-mile cab ride from the present $2.30 to $2.60. The fare increase requests follow a tentative agreement between the cab owners and the taxi drivers. We'll have moderating weather to come. And, of course, the night's headlines. WOR 710 News Time, 12 minutes past 8 p.m. My name is Rodé Charbot, and here in France, my vintage Charbot champagne is so highly regarded. It costs about as much as Piper, Moet, or Mum. Ah, but prices change when champagne leaves France. For the Piper, Moet, or Mum to get to America, they go through large importers who mark up the price substantially, then to distributors who add at least another 20%, and finally to your store. But Charbot is shipped directly from my vineyards to my export director, Monsieur Portier, in New York. He then distributes them to fine wine shops where Charbot vintage champagne is sold for only $8.99, about $5 less a bottle than Piper Moet or Mann. Try Charbot and pay only for fine champagne, not for its journey across the Atlantic. Charbot, the imported champagne without the importer's profit. Imported by Patrick G. Portier, New York, New York. Now, the Weather Watch update for New York City and vicinity. Clear and breezy, but not so cold as last night. Low in the upper 20s. Partly sunny with moderating temperatures tomorrow. Highs from 45 to 50. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night with a chance of rain late at night or Thursday. Low tomorrow night, 35 to 40. And the high Thursday, 40 to 45. The chance of rain is 10% tonight and tomorrow, increasing to 40% by late tomorrow night. Winds southwest to 10 to 20 miles an hour, with some higher gusts tonight. In mid-Manhattan, it's clear. 30 degrees Fahrenheit, minus 1 Celsius. Humidity, 47%. Wind is southwest at 12, gusting to 30 miles an hour. We've still got those winds. Barometer, 30.25, and it is falling. The top stories of the hour. New York City Transit Authority announces it plans a series of bus and subway service cutbacks starting January 1st. Authority says it must trim fat from budget. President-elect Carter names businessman economist Michael Blumenthal as Treasury boss and Congressman Brock Adams from Washington State to head transportation. That's the 8 o'clock news. John Wingate reporting. Next news on this station, always. The moment it happens, we get there. Next scheduled news, I'll be back at 9 o'clock tonight.